All right, Anchor Fam. I am walking through the streets of New York City. Welcome back to, uh, I guess, our first real episode of Adriel's Curious City. What I want to talk about right now, real quick, is a little bit of virtual reality. Had some interesting conversations about it over the last couple days, and I want to hit you with a few points about why I think it's just not going to work. We were talking about it in 2015 as an amazing thing, but people have been talking about it as an amazing thing for like 25 years now, and I don't think today is any different. Uh, So we're going to, with a couple of jams in between, because that's what Anchor's about and we're playing around with it, we're going to test out how Anchor works, and we're going to talk a little bit about some reasons VR is just not going to work anytime soon. Alright, one of the most important things of virtual reality actually being accessible beyond gaming. Yes, we understand it can be amazing for gaming for somebody who's got three hours to sit at home, put on their headset, and be immersed in this incredible virtual universe of zombies and and people shooting each other and all those great things that you can do in virtual reality. Sure, agree that exists, but the very problem there is what I just said. You need to be there for three, four hours at a time to gain value from it. This is not something where you can check your phone quickly, pay, play three minutes of Angry Birds, send a tweet, check your Facebook news feed. This is not gonna create that same sort of crackhead, uh, we're all addicted to what we got going on uh, situation that most technologies have created so far. So the first problem with virtual reality is nobody's got three hours or even an hour to sit down and immerse themselves in the world. It can work for film, it can work for games, it can't work for, for, for big time games, it can't work for the same sort of quick checks, addictive uh, interactions that we're used to in most of the technologies that we have. Okay, here's the next problem. The first one was the fact that nobody's got time, the second problem is the headset. We're not, I, when people say that the headset is, you know, gives people a headache or is just uncomfortable to use, I think that'll all be fine. I think that'll be solved. I think that just like 3D movies five years ago gave everybody a headache and now they can do beautiful things, just like people say screen time gives them a headache, I think that'll be solved and, and that won't be much of a problem. What I do think will be a problem with the headset is just it's cumbersome. It's a lot to do. If you want to check your phone, you pick it up, you put your thumb on it, you check it. If you want to check your your virtual reality world, your virtual reality Farmville, if you want to log in and chat with some friends and you got to put on a headset or glasses, no matter how easy it is, first of all, it's got to be a headset and not glasses so that the peripherals are covered, but no matter how easy and simple it is, you've got the immense problem of it's cumbersome and it takes time and it's a commitment. So if you take, let's say, five seconds, 10 seconds to put on and set up your headset, well, that's already more of a commitment than you take to get to any app on your phone to do anything. That's more of a commitment than it takes for me to search my Netflix for the movie that I want already. And this is not talking at all about how it might dig into your eyes or your head or there's weight um, or anything like that. That's the next problem. It's just, it's cumbersome. It takes time. It takes an effort that we don't have. And virtual reality is not going to be able to get to the consumer until it's able to be this easy to check, easy to use thing. Okay, no interlude this time, because this one's kind of related. Not only is the headset cumbersome, but the actual experience is cumbersome. Imagine this, old lady puts on a virtual reality headset, you know, wants to play around with her grandkids uh, who live across the country, or uh, a guy puts on his virtual reality headset in his home, wants to play in the FIFA World Cup in his video game. Where is he gonna do this? 
Just think about the amount of space that this is going to take up. Think about the amount of movements that exist in virtual reality in a game like soccer where you're running around or in any shooting game where you're you're on the ground. Or just think about most people have probably seen that cardboard box that Google put out. Every time I'm in that, I'm walking around and I feel like I'm grasping at, at the rainforest that I'm ziplining through or whatever activity I'm participating in, I can grab and throw over my TV. If I'm, if I'm physically unstable or physically unhealthy, I can trip, fall, and hurt myself. To be able to use virtual reality effectively, you're gonna need space that really just doesn't exist outside of somebody living alone in a cavernous home with video games set up. That same person is probably the same person who can game for three hours uh, and play video games alone. Same person is somebody who probably doesn't mind putting on a heavy virtual reality headset to shoot zombies or play video games. But for the average person, if they want to immerse themselves in VR, they need space, they need time, and they need to, they need to get over a hill, get over a hurdle. That's just very difficult to do. So where can virtual reality work? All right, here's what I think. Until it becomes massively adopted because everybody's got space, everybody's got comfortable headsets, and everybody's got the time, or VR has figured out a way to be effective in a short amount of time and create short little bursts of happiness for us, here's where I think it'll work. The one that excites me the most from a, uh, from a business market opportunity standpoint is actually not video games as much as it is sports. I think that a, an athlete who plays in a high-impact sport, think football or rugby or Australian rules or even soccer, if they can work on plays and strategies and they can get coached in a virtual reality environment where it looks like somebody's tackling the quarterback, where it looks like receivers are running around and creating a play, where you can hold a real football and throw it at targets and it's got sensors attached to it that, that are integrated into your virtual reality headset and your experience and then under those circumstances you can actually create an incredible coaching and training opportunity for the high athlete I think that's an incredible option and there are people working on things like that the next one obviously gaming I think that's that that's that's just the logical sense um, gaming takes over every technology first and they've got this one in the bag so there's no reason to really get into it. The last one, there's a lot of discussion about virtual reality social circles, about either for social purposes or for work, uh, for, for remote teams who don't necessarily work together and need to be able to communicate effectively. And, and Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, at one of his recent talks, launched his Facebook for Work Oculus uh, event. And he showed how, oh, wow, amazing, a bunch of avatars can live together in a virtual reality space and talk, and he can go check in on his dog and his wife, and, and that's all absolutely wonderful. I don't buy it to that extent. I don't buy that uh, productivity will happen better when there's avatars. I don't, I don't think that it's going to change uh, terribly much about the way we work, but there is an opportunity for a social experience that happens in virtual reality. Now I think augmented reality is much more powerful because I believe very strongly that we need to find many more ways to be together with individuals who are right in front of us uh, in creative ways, not necessarily find ways to connect more and more and more while we're alone in a room shut in. However, that being put aside, virtual reality can be an incredible hangout experience where my friends and I who live in Denmark and Australia and Israel, we're playing games together in an environment that's safe. We can get together, we can play a round of poker, we can play uh, 
uh, interactive video games. Maybe we all see each other while we're playing real video games like FIFA on a television. But we're in this virtual reality space where things feel like we feel like we're on the pitch, and that's creating a much more social environment. So those are the spaces that I am really excited about the uh, the technology of VR for especially and particularly sports as a business model because there's so much money there. There's so much training opportunity there for low-impact, high-effectiveness training. Oh my goodness, and I completely forgot to mention virtual reality for education. Imagine being a fourth grade student learning about the Civil War, and instead of reading from a textbook that's probably misleading you, and instead of watching a documentary that was probably recorded in, in 1980 by PBS, you are actually placed on the scene, and you're able to see what it looked like. You're able to understand the carnage. You're able to discuss what the, how the, the tactical strategy of the battles, who the actual heroes were. You're you're able to be placed into these environments. Imagine being a botany student, uh, you know, a college or, or a graduate botany student, and you are you're living somewhere in rural Kansas, and you will never be able to see what the Amazon rainforest looked like unless you are actually able to walk through it, and you're able to at least feel like you're interacting with the plants, and you can be guided, and it can be curated, and it can be immensely. Uh, informative and educational and I think that is one more enormous opportunity there business model wise who's gonna pay for that who's gonna buy it uh, advertising and education well that's just an unfortunate way to go there actually needs to be sources who are able to purchase and pay for this very complicated but very important technology do schools have enough money to supply that um, is it Microsoft or Apple or Google who are sponsoring these things in order to help children become better educated or, or understand their development environment more. There's a lot of options there, but education uh, is one more space where virtual reality can make an impact. And it's because of all the things we talked about earlier, because those restrictions of needing space, of needing time, of it being uh, cumbersome to put on, and therefore you need to be able to engage for a long period of time those don't exist anymore those walls are torn down and so uh, once that all happens in education you're in a big classroom you're in the gymnasium and you can walk around and experiment while you're guided by the teacher it's cumbersome well so what you're going to be in this world for an hour taking notes understanding what leaves look like or whatever it is you're doing and, and, and it just all becomes a lot easier to engage in a virtual world in the sphere of education for all those reasons